Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Handbook Podcast. This is our first episode of Season 2, and yeah. we're going to be taking on Cocky Gate. I'm Elle, and as always, I'm joined by... I feel kind of weird calling her my co-host since this is kind of her <laughs> podcast. But this no, no. is Meg Griffin. This is our podcast. This, this is, is our podcast. This is our podcast. My um, host in arms. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Yeah. Oh... How are you doing tonight? I'm fabulous. I had a beer while I played the Twilight New Moon <laughs> board game. I love that. That's the second time you said that, and it still just tickles the me thing, so deeply. The thing that was amazing, though, is how much I knew about Twilight <laughs> compared to everyone else who was playing. I like, mean, they definitely all think I'm fucking crazy now. <laughs> is it just trivia on New Moon? So it's... Trivia mixed with challenge questions, so it's really convoluted, but you move around this board. Okay. And you do, you do, you go to different scenes, and there's, like, the river, the neighborhood. It's, like, stupid. It's super generic. You move in this, like, and you move from, like, each section is called a scene, and when you land on a thing, you either get a white question or a red question. Red question is trivia. White question is, like, a weird group challenge, like, the one that the first one we got was, like... What was the worst punishment when you were a kid? Not being able to go outside or not getting any allowance. And you have to vote. It's weird. That is weird. Okay. So. This, okay. Then if you answer a question correctly or you win the challenge, I'm using air quotes for the people who aren't on video chat with me and Meg (laughs) right now. um, It's like you get a scene card and you have to collect eight scenes and also a Bella and an Edward card. It was stupid. We didn't even finish it, but I, I know an embarrassing amount about this series is the point. What if you want to collect a Bella and Jacob card? There were no Jacob cards. Oh, this game's stupid. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> even though there's a part that, like, the board was supposed to be split into the werewolf or the vampire path, and I thought it was going to be cool, but it wasn't. I hope she didn't spend a lot of money on this. No, she bought it at a thrift store. Thrift oh, okay. Thrift store. For a couple bucks. Okay. Then that's not too bad. I think so. But now I have a small glass of two-week-old wine. Very nice. Because I'm leaving on vacation tomorrow. It's not going to get any younger. Yeah. Start pre-gaming now. um, I'm ready to (laughs) dive into Cocky Gate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. My dog, apparently, anytime I hit the record button, that's the point. He's like, I want attention. But it's the attention of, I want you to pet me. And I'm going to act like I need to be picked up and I'm needy. But when you try to pick me up, I'm going to run away. Which is why for like a few minutes I kept ducking down because Charlie, I was like, if you're going to come up, that's fine. But there's not really room. So He just wants to sit on your boobs like he I was guess. meant to. Yes, that's, uh, yes, that is what he is meant to do in life. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, it's hot. And Ugh. yeah, ready for it's apparently going to storm again. So that'll be good. Yeah, I rolled all the windows up in my car this time. On Monday morning, oh, no. I woke up to find that I left all the windows in my car open. Oh, no. Because I have a AC problem, and I leave the windows in my car open to try to dry out all the, like, condensation that ends up in my car. It's Yeah. I should just get my car fixed, is the point. <laughs> but anyways, my car's been damp for, like, two days. That is so unfortunate. <laughs> I feel like I've been damp for two days. Yes. Yes. It's speaking of damp. <laughs> yes, we are 
taking on the romance slash erotica genre because I feel like there is a split somewhere in there. I mean, I don't feel like it. There is a split somewhere in there. Because you can have romance without erotica and you can have erotica without romance. Exactly. And, but that distinction is not really made clear in this entire issue. Whatever. I I just want to go ahead and say, fucking Christ, I hate when people add the word gate to things because... Watergate was not about water. I know you've heard this rant, but I gotta get it out again. Wait. Wasn't the whole thing about water, though? Watergate was the name of the hotel. Yeah, and then the whole Felina Hopkins thing that happened at the Cocky Gate Hotel. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that part. Just like, you know, (laughs) Hillary Clinton ran that pedophilia ring out of the Pizzagate Hotel. Exactly, yes. It's famous in D.C. It is. It was just in D.C. They have a sign, a plaque. So you can and go Adam find Baldwin it. has a permanent room at the Gamergate Hotel. Oh, I just talked about him the other day. It's so hard to watch really? Chuck. He's, he's yes. come up. Oh, he's in Firefly like a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the good parts of Chuck. And it's really hard to be like, I really love you and Chuck. And your character makes me cry. But you are a terrible person. When I was younger, I thought him playing Jane in Firefly was like, great. He's such a good character actor. And now I think he was playing himself. Oh, no. That's unfortunate. because yeah, Jane is also kind of super sexist and racist. Yeah. I haven't watched Firefly in probably ten years, and I don't know if I want to. I'm realizing I probably watched Firefly for the first time ten years ago, but I've watched it like three or four times since. It, It's good. So, I read some romance. Not a ton. It's not my uh, the genre I'm going to pick up first. But um, I do have some authors that I like. Obviously read a lot of fan fiction, which I feel like if fan fiction gets published, it's generally going to be in the romance or erotica categories. So I feel like I have at least a good pulse on this. How about you? I don't at all. Okay. Because I've never really, I'm not someone who's like super into like smut to begin with. Sure. I like romance, but it generally has to be something that's involved in something larger. Like, I'm a slow burn person. Same. And slow burn usually has to take place with something else happening. Like, there has to be, like, a a plot reason for it to be a slow burn. Right. And mostly what I've read is fanfic, because for a really long time I didn't have very much money, and it was like, well, this is free, and I'm already familiar with the characters. There you go. But I've read enough of that genre within fanfic to begin with to know what's good and what's not. Yes. So, but I just, like, want to get out there beforehand. Neither of us are going to sit here and diss anybody that reads romance. No, or it's fun. anything about the genre. It is a lot of fun. And honestly, I used to spend, like, one month every summer just, like, reading it because, one, I usually, it was between school where I was reading a lot of way too serious stuff. And then fanfic kind of has filled that over the years. So... That's the thing. Like, I don't think there's, um, I love romance. I think it's a lot of fun, but it, it can go beyond fun. I think that romance, if it's well done, can be just as affecting and important as any book about fantasy or exactly. historical drama. I mean, I'm someone who watches a lot of period dramas. Yes. And most of those are romance focused, or yes. at least I watch them for the romance. So there's nothing wrong with it. No. And there's nothing wrong with, you know. Sexy books. I like a sexy book. <laughs> I don't really think that what we're going to talk about today was all no, that sexy. Felt no. a little bit. We'll get into it. Yeah. So today what we're going to focus on 
uh, because, okay, so today we are going to focus on the, excuse the pun, tip of Cocky Gates. And we read the sample of Cocky Roomy because uh, just to kind of get a vibe of what this series is because, hey, maybe this writing is actually really good and it's not. It's really not. I cannot believe you just said the tip of cocky gate. I was going to say the tip of the iceberg. And it was like, no, I'm going all in. <laughs> the tip of the cockberg. There you go. Oh, so the first thing we have to discuss is, dear listeners, we will always be the handbook podcast. But if you could call us cock talk for the next two <laughs> weeks, that'd be great. Right. Cock talk. All right. Cock talk with Megan L. That sounds good. I don't think That'll I can say that. That'll be season two. A straight face. Handbook podcast season two. Cock talk. talk. <laughs> All right. So and we're going to get into some cock talk because I have some problems with the first chapter yes. of this. But so full disclosure, I did not finish the sample because I actually read the first few chapters of what we are going to be covering in depth, which is Cocky Heart Surgeon. It won yes. by a long shot on Twitter. I'm so sorry to our Facebook group. I know some of you <laughs> felt really strongly about Cocky Senator. But that book opens with, I know a janitor's closet that locks. Oh, I mean, frankly, I couldn't keep going. (laughs) They're supposed to be at a bar in an airport. And all I could picture was the Ruby Tuesdays in the Newark airport. (laughs) That's the place I've drunk at an airport. There you go. And I just imagine this guy, no matter how beautiful he is, leaning over being like, I know a janitor's closet that locks while I'm like shoveling like crappy chicken fingers and drinking ten dollar oh. wine it was bad i've also so, talked way too much about uh applebee's this week like i don't know what's going on my conversations are becoming like full circular but don't they have the green bean fries or something i'm sure that the regular ruby tuesdays do but the ruby tuesdays in newark is okay. not a regular ruby tuesdays, ruby tuesdays not applebee's menu. two different things they must have been like close to each other in my hometown so, this like, Applebee's and Ruby Tuesdays and, like, TGI Fridays, they're all kind of the same thing. In my hometown, yes. we have a Ruby Tuesdays that's attached to a TGI Fridays. That's amazing. It's that's incredible. So awful, but that's and, amazing. And I will also say that, like, of the three, though, TGI Fridays is, like, the top of that pile. Yeah. And then, like, Applebee's is acceptable if you're going in for their, I think it's their appetizers thing. It's, like, $10 yes. unlimited, whatever which there's an amazing Vice article about, which I'll share on the group. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. Uh, Handbook for Judging Fabulous Retellings covers. That's I'm going to show you guys this Vice article about the woman who tried to eat unlimited Applebee's <laughs> mozzarella sticks. It's a trip. Oh, that's Sartre, amazing. really. And then at the bottom you have Ruby Tuesdays, and I know Ruby Tuesdays is bad because I live in Kingston, New York, and it could not make it here. The <laughs> one next to the mall shut down so did ours i remember getting a a gift card and i can't remember if i won it or how i ended up with this gift card but the only one i knew of was in the mall and it literally closed down like two days before i was able to get there to like i wanted a burger or something i was like fuck let's go get a free burger and it had closed down and i think the like next closest one was like a good 45 minute drive yeah it's not worth it no not at all i was like you know what it's fine i'll go cook something at home I have one more Ruby Tuesday story, and I swear to everybody, this is the last time I will complain about a food It's our food chain. corner. We did Starbucks last week. It's not the last time. I have so many gripes <laughs> with the American fast food. 
they had this special where they would give you a salad and it was shoved inside of a hollowed out baguette. Okay. That's just a sandwich, right? Yes. If you take everything that's in a salad, yes. so lettuce, meat, other vegetables, and a dressing, yeah, and you that's... put it in bread. That is just a sandwich. It's just a sandwich. Okay, as long as we're <laughs> on the same page. I'm sorry, I'm now trying to picture this, and I can't. Just imagine you cut open a baguette, <laughs> and there's a salad in the middle, and there's like chicken, there's croutons <laughs> in it. It's a Caesar salad, but it's a sandwich. That is a sandwich. I do believe there are such things as like Caesar chicken salad sandwich. Oh my yeah. god. And okay. the best part was in the menu, they had it like, you can get any of our salads three ways. You could have them standard, chopped, or shoved in a baguette. Shoved in a baguette. All right. Speaking Spilling of... out of a baguette. Speaking of shoving Speaking of baguettes. baguettes. <laughs> uh, so the author we are focusing on is Felina Hopkins. The Cocker, is it the Cocker Brothers? Is that what the series is called? Yeah, the Cocker, the Cocker Brothers. Brothers of Atlanta. It started in June 2016 with Cocky Roommate, which is the sample we're doing today. And she's written 19 of these. Yes. But we'll talk about why she did that at the end. Right. And has she released any? I haven't looked to see if she's released any since all of this kind of blew up. I actually don't know. I know that there's um, compendiums now based on something we'll get into. Yeah. We'll talk about that, too. So as it turns out, we'll, we'll we'll get this out of the way up front. Cocky gate is a lot more complicated than me or Meg realized really before the yes. last 48 hours. And as it turns out, Felina Hopkins actually isn't even the worst person involved. No, I think that's the best way to phrase that because you can't sit there and say she's innocent because she's she not a good person. Definitely done some questionably bad things, but she also didn't randomly start doing this for the hell of it. She was participating in something that was sketchy. And when it stopped being beneficial to her, she turned on them. Exactly. It was sketchy from the beginning and she was only upset when it started to hurt her. We'll talk about it. Let's get into cocky roommate. Um, Actually, I wanted to go ahead and give the inspiration for cocky roommate before we get oh, into yeah. it. So, I'm excited to hear this because I don't I didn't know anything about this. Please tell me, Meg. So in 2007, Felina was splitting her time between LA and New York. And I think officially made the move to New York. And lots of stuff happens. She decides she wants to get away. So she goes for a year and a half and spends some time in Atlanta. Um I think it was due to her wanting to find acting work, which, like, is fair. If you want to get into acting, Atlanta's kind of the place to go now because they're getting a lot of tax breaks. So almost everything is filmed there. All the Marvel movies, a lot of Disney stuff, the CW's based out of there. So, yeah, PSA, if you want to be an actor, that's where you need to go. Literally, Um, if you sit through the trailers or like the credits of any movie recently almost all of them are thanking the georgia film commission at this point exactly peach it'll say georgia at the end exactly steve rogers um phone number in the recent avengers movie is a 678 which is an atlanta area code it gave me a moment of just like oh that's my hometown yay hell queer eyes Um, atlanta now yeah it's not new Um, york city anymore (laughs) 
Yeah, it's which is makes New York City even more interesting because now there's all these advertisements of trying to save TV in New York because it is such a cash cow. Um, but things Silver are still Cop. getting filmed here. So. Silver Cup is the only thing that New York has left, and they do the Marvel Netflix shows, and yep. that's only because so many of them are like so tied to New York City. Yep. Also, yeah. all the like New York cop shows and stuff like that still get filmed here because the area around my office gets shut down frequently on weekends. Yeah, um, Brooklyn is really, really intense right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Gotham films in New York as well. And they were filming at the cemetery near my apartment a couple weeks ago. And I was like, that's creepy. So, um, so this, so she packs up and moves to New York, moves to Atlanta, gets on Craigslist, finds a roommate, and it's like an instant friendship. And his name is Austin, according to her website. I don't know if she changed the name or not. That's not necessarily important, but he is considered the inspiration for Jake Cocker. And she says they never slept with each other. They were only ever friends. Um, yeah, because Jake Cocker is super friendly. Exactly. So she did about 18 months in Atlanta and found it to be... I, I really can't imagine that she truly left because Georgia is so racist. But that's kind of how she makes it sound is like California is so progressive and Georgia is so backwards. And like racism is still big in the South. Like, don't get me wrong. But as Atlanta. Yeah. As someone who spent 17 years in Atlanta, it's just as alive in New York as it is in Atlanta City. So like... Don't get me wrong, you venture too far outside of Atlanta, and yeah, it gets a little scary and backwards. But, and also, California has their own issues too. It's like not a perfect uh, oasis. I get a little defensive. Also, <laughs> she gets pretty racist in some of her other books. Like, I've read a little bit from like her books that are set in California. Really? And she has some like pretty nasty stereotypes about Hispanic people. So that, oh. um,. She also has some interesting things to say about feminism, which we will get into when we start reading Cocky Heart Surgeon. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. By interesting, I mean wrong. Like, I think she's wrong. Yeah. Um, but she espouses them in Cocky Heart Surgeon pretty early on, so that'll be something that'll be fun to take on. That is the only part I have highlighted in my Kindle edition, because other full disclosure for our readers, um, these books are pretty easily found on EPUB. Um, we'll get into the messiness of that, but we didn't, yeah. we kind of decided together that we weren't really into the idea of paying for them mm -hmm. because of the controversies surrounding Felina and the controversy surrounding authors who game the Kindle Unlimited publishing system in order to make money. Yeah, it's all kind of a mess. Um, I have a few notes on it, but I think we need to really regroup and figure out where we want to start. Do we want to try to start at the beginning? Do we want to try to start from a point and work forwards and backwards? But basically what happened is that Felina ended up trademarking the word cocky and the style. So she has she's holding two trademarks currently um, to prevent any other author from using it in their titles. And the reason is because of a group of authors that we're trying to game the Kindle Unlimited stuff. Yeah, they would basically decide what the next trend in romance right. was going to be. That's why 
if you look back a few months ago, there was a huge spate of Mountain Man novels, her naughty yep. Mountain Man, things like that. And when they, and Felina Hopkins was totally okay with this and went along with it. And I think you can actually track the names of her books along yep. with the things that they decided. Um, but once they decided to go with Cocky, she decided that that was her thing and then decided she didn't like the idea that these guys were gaming the system anymore. This is something that we'll, we'll really have to explain. We know that this is kind of yeah. a really flash point thing for a lot of people. As we discovered when we put the poll up about what book would be, we would be reading, we got some really um, impassioned responses, yes. understandably, because on the surface this case does seem like somebody is abusing a system that's meant to protect intellectual properties in order to sue other people, but it's actually a lot more in-depth than that. Right. So to kind of, we've got an author that's acting to protect her work, but also is doing it in the, I was about to say most wrong. That's totally not great grammar. Um, doing it in like the worst way possible. The we least have, ethical way. Yes. We have Amazon being Amazon, like, if you follow anything about Amazon, there's a lot of things that they are doing that are questionable. Yeah, um, transparency is not their strong point. No. And it, like, <coughs> the rabbit hole I fell down, there's a lot of things that make sense. Authors banding together to, you know, share lists of authors to try to find new readers, ghostwriting, SEO, things like that are not illegal. And I don't necessarily think a bad thing either. But there's a lot of shady stuff that's going on as well that we're going to kind of get into. So I guess we'll either like pick a topic to focus on or something. But So what you guys should know before we really get into this season is that Meg and I are actually going to grapple with this. This isn't going to be as easy as Handbook for Mortals where Lenny Serum (laughs) fucked up. No, after reading a couple articles this morning, I just like pulled up one on Lanny because I was like, was I being too harsh? Is there something here? And I read um, the Verge article on Lanny, which I think is the most... The Verge article on um, Cockygate is also probably the best one that I found. Right. And theirs on Lanny Serum, I think, is also one of the best um, because it's the most central, I think. Um, But... As I was reading this, I was like, no, Lanny did a bad thing. And Lanny is still clamming up about it. Um, and claiming Lanny, that she did everything fine. So Lanny gamed a system that is so old and established at this point that it's ridiculous to think that anyone could game it. And the fact that she found a way around it is ridiculous. Right. Whereas Felina Hopkins and the authors that she was ultimately attempting to get back at are gaming a system where we actually don't know how it even works yet. Right. Because the Kindle Unlimited publishing is so different than anything that's happened before. It's the new, it's new publishing technology and that's why, so when I say, like, you guys should know up front that this is not going to be a black and white season, and that, and the reason that Meg and I keep backtracking and say we're going to have to talk about this later is because Meg and I weren't even really aware of this until yeah. a couple days ago, and we still have a ton of research to do because otherwise we really wouldn't be doing this subject any justice. That said, Felina Hopkins is kind of a bad writer. We're still going <laughs> to dunk on her because she yes. still did some some crappy some crappy nonsense. She pulled some shady nonsense. She did, and at the end of the day, I, I don't support the way that she went about this. And it's also worth noting that, like, 
Kindle is the only one really having these problems right now. Like they're not the only self-publisher, but they're the only ones really having this issue. So like from what I understand, Barnes and Noble has their own kind of e-publishing and of course Kindle also has one of the biggest. So, and we'll, we'll get into the importance of using um, human curation versus just a computer generated algorithm. These are all, intense topics we should probably talk about this really bad sample yes let's talk about this really bad sample and i also apologize in advance because i lived in atlanta there's going to be a lot of yelling on things that i don't agree with in these books i just can feel it already (laughs) it's okay can i bring something back from handbook for mortals sure there's a farmer's market in las vegas (laughs) yes there is there's a farmer's market in las vegas it's a city there are hipsters they have farms there of course there's a Uh, farmer's market yes i feel like i've been to one it's not like they don't grow food in the southwest come on guys i love that that which was like what chapter one chapter two well you guys like harped so hard no 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 no. i didn't harp on that i'm just saying the the former host who shall not be named harped on it really hard and also was like, informed. Guys, of course, there's a farmers yes. market in Vegas. And also was informed in that episode that he was wrong. So, <laughs> but I just yes. don't think it was as ridiculous as everybody made it out no, to be. Like, what do you think people in Vegas eat? Sand and bugs? No. Yes, exactly. That is all that they eat. They do have more Trader Joe's than we do. So honestly, I don't understand why they need a farmer's market. But anyways. Because Trader Joe's is more packaged food. Like, I'm always disappointed in Trader Joe's. They've got some good produce. They have good apple selections. We're going to cut this, but how dare you come at Trader Joe's? No, no, no. I love Trader Joe's. But every Trader Joe's I've gone to is smaller than Whole Foods. I prefer Whole Foods over Trader Joe's. Despite the fact that it's now Amazon. Way better prices. Yes and no. It depends on what it is. Mm, they're canned and frozen food, and they're like meal oh, starters. See, so those aren't the areas that I get into. That's why. No, you got to get into those meal starters. So this week, I got their tikka masala simmer sauce. I do love you, their tikka masala simmer sauce. Yeah, chop up onions. Yes. Pour or get them. Let them get translucent in the pot. Pour the whole thing in. Yes. Add cinnamon, cumin, and paprika. Mm-hmm. About a teaspoon of each. Let it simmer chickpeas then spinach at the end and pour that shit over rice and it is i wish i'd had coconut milk i had to use half and half but coconut milk would have made it oh that sounds perfect it was really really good recommend it anyways for another we were saying to add we talked about indian food on fabulous because the book we read was based in india so again another full circle and goddamn i want indian food but it is too hot I need it to cool down. And I need tikka masala, like, yes. right now. So. I need, some, I need some naan. Their naan is also amazing at Trader Joe's. I am not knocking Trader Joe's. I just, that's not where I go to for, like, fresh produce. Yeah, you don't go to Prater, Prater Joe's. Prater Joe's? Prater, Prater Pose. Prater Joe's. Unless it's okay. apples. They do have a great apple selection. I will give them that. You just got to come to the Hudson Valley. I mean, I agree. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to kick this discussion off by reading the opening passage. Okay. So it opens from the perspective of a woman named Drew who is looking for an apartment. And we're assuming this is her reading on Craigslist. Wanted. Roommate. Two. Bedroom. Not bedroom. Bedroom. One bath. Spelled out. In Old Fourth Ward near Beltline. 
Yeah, this is the coolest neighborhood in Atlanta, but no douchebags allowed. And no hipsters pretending they're loners who are really clingy, needy, insecure fuckers allowed. No starving artists who think money's evil allowed. It's not evil. Stop pretending you don't want it. <laughs> Must pay your fucking bills on time. Must fill the shoes of my younger brother. Good luck with that. He just enlisted in the Marines and is going to be a hero. Not many like him, and I doubt you're one of the few. If this didn't scare you off, write me, but I'm not promising anything. I don't need a, ro- a roommate. I just want one. So, as a reminder, Craigslist is a free website, so you do not have a word count or a character count. So, why bedroom is not spelled out? It is the only it, word the text abbreviated. Of this, like, novel is the thing that confuses me. Yeah. She doesn't really. She's. Much like Lanny, cannot decide what she's going for in, like, the different sections. Right. Anyways, point being, this novel kicks off with that as a Craigslist ad, and we're supposed to believe our main character, who we're supposed to follow now, would respond to that. Yep. Now, full disclosure of a couple things. I have posted roommates' requests on Craigslist and have lived with people... Uh, from Craigslist and it's perfectly fine and as long as you do background checks and when you set up meetings don't meet at your apartment slash house slash whatever you're renting meet in a public place make sure they're okay that goes both ways like don't make sure that I'm not even at that point yet I don't think there's anything wrong with finding a roommate on Craigslist no there's not at all that's a pretty standard way yeah there's no reason to be afraid of people on the internet anymore. There is, but also there isn't. Not not in the same way there used to be. It's not like, you know, if somebody's like, hey, my name is, like, Jake O'Reilly and I live here and you can't find Jake O'Reilly who lives there on Facebook. Like, exactly. Email him back. But this is not an ad I would ever respond to. I'm confused about why he posted it. It's also a weird way of doing it because, like, the title... There should be a title on this. It, like... This isn't formatted like Craigslist. If you're going to do Craigslist, you should format it like Craigslist. And there's also other little things of, like... Nobody would call it Old Fourth Ward near the Beltline. Like, that's so that someone who's not from Atlanta understands where it is, but you can juxtaposition that in another way um where like you know you have drew be like what is o4w oh it's all okay and it's near the beltline cool that's a cool area like it could be it's done so strangely but yes the moment that i saw no douchebags allowed i would have been like cool i'm not living here because you are probably a douchebag so, right after that, we get the main character's take on it. Wow, okay, so that happened. And I must have reread it a thousand times, wondering why I was drawn to this listing above all others. But did I really have to ask? Yes. Yes. How could I pass up that blunt honesty? Very easily. easily. <laughs> and here is the part where when, when Meg and I first decided <laughs> to take this on, I started reading the sample. It's like a fresh lemonade shower on a July afternoon after what I've been through. I'm really glad we're not reading this one because I'm pretty sure we're going to get into water sports. And yep. I am not here to, as we 
say in the part of the internet that we inhabit, yuck anybody's yums, but I don't like water sports. I don't want to read about water sports either. That's okay. And, and as someone who knows someone from the hometown that our main character is supposed to be, I, in the like 10 to 12 years that I've known him, have never heard him use the expression lemonade shower. So I don't even think it's supposed to be like a local fun thing a like fresh lemonade shower i'm sorry but that doesn't even sound nice on a hot day no it sounds sticky and gross and like bugs are going to come after you like that's the thing so like that's the thing where like when people are like oh i'm gonna spray myself with the hose it's like yeah and then in 10 minutes you're gonna be wet and hot like, yes exactly especially and in this situation you're gonna be wet and sugary and hot yes because when it's humid outside water doesn't evaporate it's, it just gets warm yes and you just get gross <laughs> You want one of those frog togs. They're great. So what she's saying is she read this and she felt all sugary and warm. So yep. she decided to go to his apartment. <laughs> but before she even does that, she talks about how a lot are fake and how she almost gave away her social security number and bank account information before seeing the apartments. And like, just a quick PSA. If you're searching for anything online... Don't give out your private information. To anybody. Nope. Um, apartments do need some information when they when you rent from them, depending on where you're located. How, like, is it an actual business? Or, like, are you renting the garage over someone's house? But don't give your information online. Which, again, she doesn't. It's, you know. But it's, like, this woman who we find out to be 33 is really naive. Almost 34. Almost 34 is really naive. So in this first chapter, we get a lot of exposition. She is recently, she has recently left her husband, Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this guy seems real. It doesn't bother me that he sounds like an asshole. Not at all. At least he doesn't try to hide his assholeness like Edward did. He was so charming. It took many years before me to realize my husband was not to be correct or was not to be trusted. Correction. Soon to be ex-husband. So this is the thing that kind of got me about Lanny Siren, but it really gets me with Felina Hopkins, is she writes like a blogger in 2007. Yep. That's a good way every, of putting it. Every single item requires a new paragraph. This was all, like, everything I just read to you, that was like four paragraphs, and yet they were all like one, you know, unified thought. And it was just weird to me. Also, I can't stand this whole thing where people are like, his assholeness. It's not a word. No. You have an asshole. You are an asshole. It's not an adjective. And I get that, like, she's trying to make it conversational. And that is something I would probably say in conversation. I would never write it down. Do you think Edward comes from Twilight? Or is this just a coincidence? Do you think she's Team Jacob? Oh my god, the main character's name is Jake. (laughs) I did not put that part together, but oh my god. Alright. In the words of our protagonist, sweet baby Jesus, (laughs) smile on me now. That is the next (laughs) sentence. Oh. Man, so this is Twilight fanfiction. Alright. Except it's like, it's kind of like, you know how there's all those like, 
Draco and Hermione fix where you find out, like, you know, I don't know, Ron was abusive or, Ugh. like, dicked down his sister or something, and that's, like, the plot, and then she has to go be with Draco. Yeah. Same shit. Except different, because Jacob was a good character. <laughs> yes. Despite the fact... Forget book four. Focus on the first three. Let's... let's sit. You know what? I've already embarrassed myself enough with Twilight tonight. We just shouldn't go there tonight. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. I think so, I could match you for it, but it we, we don't need to do that. That's okay. So, she shows up at this building, which has intricate crown molding on the ceilings. Maybe it used to be a hotel from the brick exterior and decades of layered paint. I'd say it was built in the 1920s. Just imagine the gorgeous dresses that must have strolled through this foyer. Look at the winding staircase. Oh, I love it. Oh, I hope he likes me. That's also not really how that area is, but that's okay. Her email to him. Hi, I'd love to see your place. I can never replace your younger brother, but I'm very grateful to him for serving our good country. I'm responsible and not needy. I don't know what a douche is, so I hope I'm not that. Real talk. How do you not know what a douche is? Yeah, this you've been book out in the world. was written in 2016. So there's a little bit of an interesting timeline thing with Felina Hopkins that I have not fully pulled apart yet. She has 19 books. There are six Cocker Brothers, I believe, and... They're kids. And they're kids. So I'm not really sure when these things are supposed to take place. So this is Craigslist era, and I believe Craigslist is like late 90s, like 99. No, no, Craigslist went on for about another 10 years after that. No, I mean, as in, like, I still use Craigslist. Like, That's as true. in, Craigslist, the oldest this could be. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Was okay. 1999. So either this is taking place in some weird nebulous pocket dimension, or the kids' books take place in the future. I haven't looked enough into them yet. I haven't either. Anyways, what I'm saying is I think we're dealing with another pocket dimension the same way that we did with Handbook for Mortals. That's fine. Just to kind of give you an idea on Old Fourth Ward, um, it was a political area until the 1950s. Um, it was racially segregated. It is obviously a gentrified area now. Um, it is a hip, a, a hip area, um, but it would not have... It had, like, slums and crime and a lot of bad things there would not be a hotel that looks like it's from the 1920s in this area like it was not she made a point of saying like she removed the racism from her books of atlanta but like it wouldn't exist also there was a fire at some points it might have been the before the 20s, though. But, like, Atlanta burned in the Civil War, and then Atlanta burned again in the early 1900s. So... Most of the good fires were before the 1920s. <laughs> yes. So, just, like... You know, the real rip-roars. I don't know. It, and then it became... I know it was Section 8 housing at some point. Like, it, I don't know. I just... Atlanta is not New York, is I guess what I'm trying to say, where it had this, like, ritz and glam and things like that. It's never been really that. So to try to impose that in here. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she lived in, like, the one building that's from the 1920s in this area, but I severely doubt it. So. 
Anyways. That sounds really annoying. Yeah. Like, why, I just, anyways. I just, you know, it's like, why set it in a city if you don't know that much about a city? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Research, I'm a big, like, to the point that my mother, like, I was ranting about something with one of the stories I was writing, and she's like, you know that you can set the world to be whatever you want. And realistically, I get that, but if you're going to use local things... Yeah. Like, if you're going to actually talk about an actual neighborhood that exists in Atlanta, then you need to actually know that neighborhood. And there is actually a Wikipedia article on the neighborhood, so it's not like it's that hard to research. So make up your own neighborhood. That's fine. If it's not a neighborhood that I can't research and figure out that you're spewing shit at me, like, I'm happy for days. So that's just my two cents. Sorry, I got lost in rereading our description of our two, of our hero meeting our heroine. So I didn't realize that her name was Drew at first, and it took me way too long because she ends the letter with thanks Drew, and Drew is more commonly a guy's name. So I was like, when did he say his name was Drew? And now we get into the crux of the main issue in this chapter. Yes. The crux of the issue in this chapter. (laughs) So she goes up to the apartment to meet him. And he answers the door in a towel. And like, I just got it out of the shower rush towel. He's wearing nothing but a white towel. She also uses this weird thing where she like writes in Southern. Yeah. Kind of. He's wearing nothing but a white towel. It's normal sized. Not one of those bath sheets, which means it barely covers him. So it it barely covers him. So except for that slip of clinging cotton, his gorgeous tanned and chiseled to perfection body is on display as if it's normal for him to stand in front of a female stranger like this. And to make matters much worse, there are sweet smelling beads of water. taking language strolls down his chest muscles. Every time I read that, I read sweet smelling breads and I'm like baking in the kitchen. Breads of water. (laughs) Moist breads. Speaking of moist. Oh, you're going to read the sentence, aren't you? I'm going to read the whole bit here. Hold on. Guys, I just want you to know that like we love romance. We love erotica, but this is ridiculous. This is page... This is Kindle page, like, three. Three? Yeah. (laughs) Gaping at him, I follow their happy journey down that amazing row of ab mountains between hips so narrow, even my sweet old Nana would imagine wrapping her legs around them. Not an image I I need. I bite my lip, trying to remember my own name. With one hand, he shakes his wet hair out and asks, as beads of water spray around his head, you lost or something? This is the part that I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) I start to sweat. His voice is so deep, my panties turn to moist ash and then vanish completely. You really said moist ash. My panties, first of all, I hate that word. Yep. Second, moist ash. I'm rubbing my hands over my face for our listeners. I think you can hear it in both of us. Set. Like, I can't read those words and look at you at the same time. It's like... 
Uh, she already brought up her Nana, so, like, oh. what's gonna get worse? Oh. That did. That made it worse. But then, it continues to get worse. She's like, I'm here about the apartment. He's like, I thought you were a guy. She says, well, I'm not. And he says, by how your nips turned pebble hard when I opened the door, I can see that. Even though, even through a padded bra, too. Impressed. I'm guessing she must have at some point had nipples so hard someone could see it through her padded bra. That is the only reason I could think that, like, this sentence exists but i cannot picture this it has to be real fucking cold for that to happen yeah like it is a cold day in hell if i'm wearing a padded bra or a padded (laughs) bra and you can see my nipples through it maybe i just haven't been around men like jake cocker i guess which is probably true because no man that i associate with would ever do what he's about to do next no which, I'm not even going to read it because it makes me mad. He oh, drops the towel. I will just... read it. Oh. Hmm. Hang on. I've never been around a man like this. What I'm getting at is this is fucking ridiculous already. One of oh, his God. thick hands falls a little faster and harder than it was meant to. Okay. The towel unlatches, drifting to the ground with a soft thump. Okay, then there's a lot of stuff, blah, 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 blah. The gorgeous bastard goes and grabs himself. Shocked as I'll get out, my gaze drops despite my best efforts. He's got a good hold of himself. His hand is not moving. It's just offering the monster to me like a waiter with a dessert tray. We have a cherry cheesecake, brownie sundaes, or this cock. What would you like this afternoon? His manhood's mushroom-shaped tip has a couple of veiny inches of length exposed because his big hands can't cover it all the way. Oh, sorry, cover him all the way. Jake Cocker is fucking enormous. Guess I should have known from his name. I'm sorry. I just love when we call dicks monsters. Yes. Like, (laughs) Like, whenever anybody talks about it like that, like the whole, like, Ariana Grande is engaged to Pete Davidson, and I guess he's he doesn't have big dick energy. He just has a big dick. Sure. And people are calling it a monster, and it makes me think that like it's gonna it's got teeth, maybe some weird like purple hair, some horns, <laughs> which is like kind of fun if you think about it. Like that could be yeah. like a fun thing. Like oh yeah, my dick it's it looks like a dark crystal monster. Every you know. Christmas I debate making, because I crochet. Monster dick. Oh, I was going to say cock socks. And but you don't know who's got a monster. Exactly. This is why I never do it. But I debate this every year. Now, I'm going to say, I have written and submitted an erotic short story before. It's not easy to write. And it's always going to have the slightest level of sounding ridiculous. And the point is to have a story develop well enough, be hot enough, that the reader forgets that. And I think you're having... to ease them into the scene. Yes. Four pages in, you're talking about his mushroom tip with like, veiny like inches. It feels like we skipped foreplay. Exactly. And also... This is harassment. Like, the moment that he did this, she 
now has reason to sue him. Like he's flashed her. It's ex or he's exposed himself. Like it is so many different levels of not okay. This is going to sound really, really, really screwed up. And I apologize in advance, but I want to answer an ad and find some rich dude showing me his dick and go to college for free. Exactly. Like, that's what I want. I want a free master's. And if it means I have to look at some rich guy's monster penis. That's fine. I'll do it. That's fine. That's fine. And like, he like sits there and like, holds it oh, for a wow. while. I'm going to go get that MA in art history I always <laughs> wanted, aren't I? Snap with my phone. Goodbye. Exactly. So what we can learn from this is that if you're going to answer a Craig's ad that like doesn't insist on meeting in a third party place in the open, bring your camera, record the conversation, take video or something just in case they like. He shows you his dick. Yeah. Cause like I really like that you said Craig's ad instead of Craigslist ad, like whatever. Craig himself. <laughs> he is back there. He He's is in California somewhere, typing <laughs> up your ad. He putting is. it on the internet. Let him be. They feed him only once a day. He he codes each ad individually, and he makes sure that those links come up blue until he clicks oh. them and they're purple. <laughs> um, not only that, he. Makes plays it smart by not putting in the ad that he only wants a male roommate because that is discrimination. You can technically be sued for that if you take something like that to court. Like, I don't know. Um, but also, I kind of want to reread her letter again through the eyes of like a dude saying it. And remember again, I don't know what a douche is, so I hope I'm not that. Yeah, so she accuses him of, um, of being gay, which is about the only way to, like, call it. Is it, like, an accusation? It's really strange. She says she's not a homophobe, but then she, like, immediately cuts to, like, teasing him for being gay. And it's it's just, it's a little icky. Yes. And they go back and forth, and they have, like, I don't know, banter about it. He's still naked. Yep. And he really wants a dude roommate. <sighs> Which is fine. I get it. And then she... And then somehow it ends up with him coming in... Or her going in to look at the actual apartment. The apartment's super nice. But I just want to point out that she name drops Britta. Yeah. But like the water filter brand. Even before that, there's a couple things that had me going, Huh? His eyes go sharper than German knives. That was a strange line. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because maybe I don't cook. It's like, I, I'm not into the culinary world as much as I want, but, like, are German knives supposed to be sharper? I feel like that's a strange thing to say. Yep. Any listeners that know, please let us know what this means. Um, and then the next paragraph. Paragraph. I just added a T to the word. Um... She says, huh, he's clearly straight, but I love messing with him because it's driving him nuts to have the tables turn like this. Where did we establish before this that he's clearly straight? Because he's stroking himself. He has protested that he's not gay. That's like what gets me and why I feel like the scene is kind of icky. Yeah. 
It's like implying like, oh, well, he's too hot to be gay. That's kind of how it feels. It's, yeah. But then he gets in her face. Can I read a couple of my favorite, like, not metaphors, but just like colloquialism she sneaks in here? Sure. He hasn't budged during my speech. He is still two inches from my face. Buck naked and so tasty he'd break a nun's diet. Even before that, he Where is it? threatens her... My curves are tenser than a whore's in church. <laughs> the cocky fucker leans in two, just two inches short, two short inches from her, my face, smelling better than a cinnamon roll straight out of the oven. And he's still naked. Drew, would you like me to show you how not gay I am? You said it wrong. Drew, would you like me to show you how not gay I am? You're right. I have taken away all emphasis. It's italicized. It's like the one thing she got right. It is. uh, It sounds threatening to me. It It feels rapey. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I would have felt the same way in 2016. I think I would have. This is the best. No, Jake, I want you to show me around your apartment. That is what I want. I want you to treat me like a human being. And perhaps, if you're feeling kind, I'd like you to offer me some water like a good host ought to. Because I'm hot. His eyes sparkle. I quickly add, it's over 90 degrees out. Can you do that, Jake? Can you offer a thirsty woman a glass of water? It's like the beginning of every porn movie. Jesus Christ. Uh... And so, yeah, I've had male roommates. I've had female roommates. I don't sit naked with either, period. I don't walk around naked with any of them, period. Maybe guy roommates do do this, but most of my guy friends don't seem like the type. I lived with two guys for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like three years. Mm, This isn't really standard male behavior, at least not with, like, one female roommate. Like, I mean, you know, we all kind of, like, Got to a point where we could walk around in our underwear. That was sure. chill. Yeah. But I never saw, like, either of their dicks. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. I mean, like, in college, we would, like, you know, like, be like, eh, let's all streak or whatever. And, like, yeah, that happened, but I don't think any, we were, none of this happened. None of this is what it's like to live with a dude. No. Living with a dude is, like. It's chill. Yeah, it's just like living with any else yeah. who identifies any other way. Yeah. Except like, I don't know, masculine conditioning means they're usually kind of not gross, but like more complacent in their own body odor. I've had two roommates come to mind of like the worst ones and one of them's male and one of them's female. And it's for two different reasons, but it also neither of them really had to do with like their gender it was like one of them laid on the couch and would masturbate in the public like living area instead of his room and also would get drunk and throw up on things nope 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 and the other would just insist on playing her music loud and get drunk and then bang on my window until i let her into the apartment and wouldn't say thank you and it still is bothering me almost 10 years later 
Wait, she would do what? She would get drunk at parties and lose her keys. And I lived on the first floor at the time. And she would sit there and bang on my window until I would get up and let her in the apartments. And this happened multiple times. That's, a, that's just like... Yeah. She was terrible. Get life together. She would sit there and study on the phone and, like, have the study guide and the answers and basically just be, like, copying from the answers. And I was like, this isn't studying. And she was pre-med and she failed the test. And I am someone, I find myself to be empathetic. I find myself to be sympathetic. But when you do something like that and you fail, I'm not going to be like, oh, that sucks. You tried so hard. I'm going to be like... Well, maybe you need to work on your study habits because what you did obviously didn't work. So that is what ended our friendship with me not empathizing. So either way, roommates can be really great no matter what gender they are or how they identify. And they can also be terrible no matter what gender they are. Exactly. But anybody, if any guy did this, as I was saying earlier, I would have been like, cool, your apartment's now mine, and you continue to pay for it, or I'm suing your ass. So, he says that he doesn't, he wants a male roommate because of all the naked walking he's going to do and all the sex he's going to be having. And he talks about women screaming his name, and she finds this really sexually attractive. And I guess that's the thing that I, I find the most inaccessible in this book. Is that he's he's exhibiting all these behaviors that, to me at least, don't read as engaging or charming. Like, there's, there's no sense of self-awareness or irony to it. And it they really lose... She really loses me in this opening thing. I think that, um, having read a little bit further in Cocky Heart Surgeon, I can at least say that... I've just realized that that's actually her second latest book. Okay. She's gotten better. Okay, that's good to hear. She's written slightly more engaging characters. Like, nothing about this Jake guy seems... No. He seems... Appealing to me, even a little bit. He doesn't seem nice, he doesn't seem warm, and I understand that that's maybe not the point, but I also don't think I would be into that at all. Yeah, it's... You've got to have... He's gotta have... Your main character needs to have something that is redeeming enough... That you don't like them, but you can still root for them. Yeah. Or that, like, you can relate to it. And he doesn't have either of that. At least not for me yet. I mean, granted, we're only reading a sample. But from what I can tell, nothing really changes. He just invites her in. He's like, it's not going to work out. And she convinces him to live there. And She does name drop Britta. That's so weird. She convinces him by basically bursting into tears and telling him her life story. She had a shitty husband. She's also, like, hinting that her best friend is having issues of some sort, and I'm not entirely sure. It's like she's having issues, but then she's talking about sleeping with earplugs in, and I'm like, so is your roommate or your friend having a lot of sex and that bothers you? Probably. Um, That's probably what we're supposed to get out of that. He calls her an elegant lady. Yeah, that was such a bizarre thing. He says, you're elegant. She goes, that's a funny way of calling me old. And then they talk about how old they are. And she's like, well, I can't take him seriously because he's 
25, almost 26. But the thing that gets me here... Well, have, first, have you seen this article that's coming around right now where Jennifer Lopez said men aren't worth any time until they hit 33? Really? Uh, yes, I have not read it. I saw it. Let me see if I can find it again for the headline. So tell me what gets you really here. So what gets me here is that we go through this whole thing and we're supposed to believe that she's kind of bonding with Jake. But at the end of the chapter, I couldn't really pull away anything except for that she really liked the apartment. So she was willing to say things like, I do have some limits in terms of manners. I hope you do too, though I've seen little evidence of that so far, so maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Like, if a dude exposes himself to you when you've met him and you're standing in the doorway, you don't want to live there. Why do you want to live there? Okay. This is an insider uh, article. And, uh... The headline is, Jennifer Lopez says men are useless before 33, and she's actually not wrong. (laughs) Men are useless before 33. Yes. So he is 26. He is useless. Yeah, like, calling her elegant. um, Did he do anything before that that is even slightly remotely nice? I don't think so. Um, this is an exchange though. She goes and she sees the room that she would be living in if she were a dude, he points out. Yeah. And she says, my heart aches at the sight. There are forest green curtains framing the view. And I walk over and touch the heavy fabric, picturing how I could decorate this room. There's these beautiful bushes outside, I guess. Yeah, they're on the first floor. So, so pretty, I whisper. He grumbles. That's the problem. I turn with raised eyebrows. Sorry? You're too pretty for me to live with. Boy's name or no, you're not a guy. He shoves his hands into the pockets of his sweatpants, pushing them dangerously low by accident. It'll just cause problems. I'm also eight years too old for you. Which is a weird thing to say. Yep. He shrugs a little. You're not too old for me to fuck. Another wild thing to say to anybody. All the wonderful red flags. Oh, God. So... She's going to live there. Yeah. And I'm assuming at some point there's some kind of breakdown with her friend Bernie and all the issues she's having. Um, We get some background on her parents that are basically like not wanting her, again, a 33-year-old woman, to move to Atlanta, the big city. Um, It's fine. But yes, her breaking down and sobbing, he takes her to the bathroom to have some Kleenexes and... Kleenexes, more like clean sexes, am I right? I can't believe you just said that. Tissues, more like dick shoes. Nope, you went too far. (laughs) Alright, you said tip of the iceberg earlier. I said tip, I did not say... Tip of the cocky gate. That's what I said. Alright. Just the tip, everybody. Just the tip. So yes, he lets her move in, and she's basically going to move in that day. And then we switch over to his point of view, and we only get one chapter in the sample, in the sample. of his which point I of view. actually didn't read. I only read the first three chapters, which are both true. Um, two. Oh, I guess it is three chapters. I only read two chapters of this, guys. I'm sorry. So this is where Meg has a really big problem, though. 
It's because they go to a place called Vortex Burger. The Vortex is a real place, and they have they do win awards for burgers because they have obscurely weird burgers. And I ended up texting a friend of mine um, who is someone that I would like go to for food recommendations when like I was going on dates in the city or anything like that. So I was like, eh, well, it's been almost three years since I've lived in Atlanta, but he's still good there. So I asked him what the best burger is. And he said his current jam is the burger at the Wrecking Bar Brew Pub, which is really good. Um, and the Vortex is known to be famous, but it's in Little Five Points, which was like the really cool hip area 20 years ago. So like, it's not something that, a, it's not really the place that a 25 year old's going to be hanging out. Unless you're Jake Cocker, because most right. 25 year olds also wouldn't show their dick to a stranger. Exactly. But yeah, they're famous for like their Krispy Kreme burger. It's not... It's like when you go, you're like, the best part of New York is Times Square. And you're like, yeah, Times Square is fine. It's something you should no. experience. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's I think not. You go your whole life without it. Exactly. I think you could live your whole life without a Vortex burger because, like, you can die. You know what? I probably will unless you take me to Atlanta. It's not on my list of places to go. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So. From what I know, from what you've told me, this chapter is just a lot of him talking to his brother, and it kind of leans into this theme throughout her books where there's these interconnected Cocker brothers, and they're all best friends, which is something I saw a little bit of in the beginning of Cocky Heart Surgeon. That's good. Yeah, it's basically, you're introduced to the twins, Jason and Justin, and Jason basically is eating all the food on the table while, um, while Jake keeps his burger away from Jason and Justin however is in some closet fucking the waitress which is a thing that he does constantly to the point where everybody knows the Cocker brothers um also to be a regular at the vortex I'm sorry I just can't um so they know all the waitress the waitresses all know them and when he's she they all fuck them apparently yep apparently like she one of the waitresses is like where's tanny okay um so yeah it's literally a chapter where the only thing that i guess goes to the romance side is that he went there with his brothers because he couldn't stop thinking about what um drew was doing in her room like that's literally the only thing to add to the to the to progress the romance of this story. So we also get the line: "Next time you eat our waitress, will you make sure that we have enough to eat first?" Good lord! Yep. Baby Jesus, smile on me now. Yep. So we're going to be spending a like couple months with this author and I want to know what you think we're about to get into Meg what what do you think her like sex scenes are gonna be like because we're gonna have to read them we are going to have to read them aren't we it's gonna be a lot of giggles so wait which number you're saying okay so there's been 19 books and this is number 18 is is number 18 I hope by now they're a little bit more inventive and it's not just 
so missionary I will say that, or against a wall. I will say that having read several chapters of Cocky Heart Surgeon, um, the female protagonist is at least a little bit more compelling. She's like an accomplished doctor. Oh, cool. And the male protagonist has more of a character, but it's terribly fleshed out. <laughs> Flesh. <laughs> um, I think... I think we made a good decision not just reading this first book because I can tell you, like, I feel nothing about Drew. No. I couldn't tell you anything about her, and I've read two chapters from her perspective, and that's problematic. Yeah. Nope. Whereas him, I know he's a sexual predator. He is. I mean, we can we we do know that she is now going through a serious divorce, or at least is separated. She is from Dublin, which is a real place in Georgia, and it is a very small town. Um, so, like, the innocent, naive that I'm assuming Drew has throughout all of this is a little bit realistic. And I'm sure there's some level of you want these female characters to be blank enough that, you know, the reader can just sort of slip yeah. into them the way we assume the Cocker Brothers will. <laughs> so easily. I don't know. I guess I like having a little bit more to my romance slash erotica. I like a little bit more character development and I like things. I, I don't really like when there's no real conflict between the main characters. I, I don't really see this is the issue that I do have with cocky heart surgeon. And obviously we'll have an in-depth discussion, but right from the get go, you understand that these two characters are going to be together and that's not really fun. Right. And in this case, it's the same thing where I just don't really, for me at least, that's not really fun. And I understand that the point of these books is different from the point that I normally look for in a romance. Like, these books are, they're fuck books. You're, yeah. You want to get to the, the sex scenes. I just don't think she's doing such a great job leading up to it. And I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to see. Cocky Heart Surgeon, the reason that I was really intense about reading it is instead of opening with a weird sexual tension scene or a sex scene between two characters... The main character in chapter two just lays on his bed and masturbates while looking at himself in the mirror he has installed on the ceiling. As one does. Yeah. I mean, like, I have to say kudos for, like, having the self-confidence that you can do that. But, no. It's weird. So... I think we should probably start to wrap it up because yep. we, we did kind of get through this. So this is this is what we're going to be grappling with, guys. We we have some conflicted, complex feelings about this author, but not her writing. No, definitely not. Um... We're going to have to probably do, like, like our episodes are probably going to be pretty reading heavy. Yes. Recitation heavy, if you will. I'm just moist. Ash is going to be stuck in my head. Really? That's what sticks with you? Because fresh lemonade shower is what's just going to keep me awake I think at because night. you told me that so long ago. You were ready for I it. I was ready for that. You braced yourself for the lemonade shower. I did. But I was not braced for the moist ash. Her panties turned to moist ash. There's also no, like... You can develop the character even slightly by, like, she's going through a divorce. Or at least she's separated. Like, I haven't had sex in a while and that's what's making this more interesting. Like, something along the But they the don't list. even bring that up. No. Like, it's it's just, 
nothing. Ugh. Well, so that was, that's kind of our intro to Felina Hopkins, this Sorry. yet another complex woman we're going to take on. Oh, God. Complex woman. Well, yet another interesting figure in the literary world right now that we're going to be taking to task and mostly dunking I on. am curious because I think she is currently, um, I think part of her move back to New York was not only to get out of the very racist South, but was also to deal with, um, she's getting back into movies maybe. And I am curious if they're planning on releasing some kind of a... Uh, Cocker Brothers Movie 1 was supposed to start filming this summer. I'm not sure if that's something that happened, but that's what it said on her website. But is it supposed to be a porn? That's a really good question, and I have no idea. I mean, I guess now that we've had Fifty Shades of Grey, we've proven that you can um, do erotica translate movie. erotica to the screen, and it doesn't have to be good. But, yeah, those movies are... The, the erotic parts aren't good. No. No, it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be interested to see what this turns into. If there is a film released before the end of the year, we'll probably watch it. Oh, definitely. And even if it's an erotic film, we'll make fun of it. Definitely. And definitely drink while watching it. There will be some kind of drinking game. Yeah. So, I don't drink anticipate... Drink every time there's a cock. Yeah. I don't anticipate this movie coming out this year because I got a feeling that this court case is going to last a while. And, um, I thought it was already kind of done. No, the trademark is still standing strong. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about yes. with Lena Hopkins and we will. Yes. So join us next week. Yep. We will start cocky surgeon and chipping further into this, uh, whole scandal. I think we're going to probably begin at the beginning. Yeah. Talk about Kindle. All right gonna say right. which one is the beginning because the beginning of felina's stuff the beginning of we have a lot of beginnings kindle unlimited to stuff we're gonna braid we're gonna weave a rich tapestry about this because that's what this is an erotic tapestry a moist erotic oh, tapestry you did that and on that note moist ash everybody oh god happy tuesday